Welcome to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Meet Bonnie. She's from Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. A meteorology major and loves to chase. Meet Bobby. He's from Oregon. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got it, boss. Oregon AMS vice president and a former TV weather producer. It's B Squared. Let's talk weather. Welcome into B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby from Oregon. And I am Bonnie from Oklahoma. And Bonnie, we talked to last week. We were all really excited, especially me. We were going to get our first legit snow shot and possibly two or three. And models were saying maybe a foot. And guess how much snow we got? How much snow did you get? Uh, officially at the Portland airport, just about five inches. How oh, wow. oh yeah, which good for them. However, where <laughs> I live on the south or west side of Portland, I got nothing. Oh. So I shouldn't say nothing because Monday of last week we had a, a quick snow shot, mm-hmm. and we ended up getting officially an inch. Um. And, you know, that was cool. So, hey, we finally got the, the snow. But everybody was really hyped for, you know, there's Arctic air coming down from Canada. And Seattle's getting snow. And we have all these systems lined up. And it's going to be an epic February that none of us will forget. And when the snow finally started falling, for me, it was just a pretty snow shower. Oh. And no accumulation. So lame. It sounds like a, that was a big old tease. Oh, it was it was brutal. Now I will say this, like I said, officially at the Portland International Airport, just about five inches. So they got the snow, and the east side of Portland got the snow. North side of Portland got the snow. Uh, up into Clark County on the other side of the Columbia River, they definitely got the snow. And to quote one Facebook friend of mine, "God, I hate microclimates." <laughs> they're a real thing <laughs> well they are a real thing and you know we've talked about it especially out here where it's uh it's definitely a real thing and it's not just the difference between a mile or two it's literally the di- you know the difference of several feet mm-hmm. so ooh, a friend of mine lives at the base of a hill and both south facing her neighbor literally you know 800 feet away three inches of snow her nothing so the microclimates exist. It's a it's a fascinating thing, but man, it's frustrating if you don't get the snow. But I know you had an ice storm, and I wouldn't say it completely snuck up on you, but it was a very interesting time in Oklahoma City. Well, it really was. It was the whole entire week. Honestly, it was you know it was a serious, strong, very cold front that was battling with a warm air mass that was here all week long to take over the area. And so like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it was very, very foggy all three days, just foggy, like no sun, nothing. The clouds were basically touching the ground. Like it was just so such dense fog that never cleared up. And then, you know, Wednesday came around, there was, chances of severe weather like severe spring weather as well as winter weather advisories going on so we got some severe weather there was some serious hail um, in the northwest corner of Oklahoma I would like to say that at that time there was a severe thunderstorm warning on top of a winter weather advisory (laughs) okay 
and the hail that fell stuck around for three or four days. Wow. And that's not normal, is it? No, no. The hail is usually gone in a couple of hours, if that. So this was behind the freezing line that there was a severe thunderstorm. And so, you know, I was trying to do research and figure out what was going on. And just above our heads, there was a decent layer of warm, unstable air. And so that was what was giving us the thunderstorms. And they popped up, but not all of them went severe. Just a couple of them went severe. But we had, you know, several thunderstorms. Like I went to bed that night and it was thundering and lightning outside at 1130 at night. And I wake up and all that rain that fell was a solid sheet of ice. Like I will put it to you this way. My backyard is grass, dirt, some really tall grass. And my little schnauzer went out the next morning He's got long hair on his legs and his tummy, and he went out, went to the bathroom, whatever came in, and his feet were bone dry. Weird. Like, everything was frozen solid. He didn't have dirt on his feet, nothing. And so it was just crazy to go to bed to lightning and thunder and then wake up to everything. All of that rain that fell froze overnight. Like, the finally, the Arctic air won, and it was so cold. I, we got to go into work an hour and a half late. It was so cold and everything was so icy. There was wrecks everywhere. It was, it was the, like this crazy like flash ice storm that came after some severe weather and thunderstorms. It was the most amazing thing ever, I'm just going to say. The most dynamic weather pattern within a short span of time ever. And since then, we've just been cold. Like wind chills in the single digits, highs in the 20s. We're starting to warm up gradually, but... It was just, it was a really good week. Well, that's, I'm just gonna say. yeah, that's fantastic. I know that you had tweeted it and I retweeted it, but the Oklahoma Mesonet Twitter uh, follow is, is one of the best follows on Twitter for anything weather. And it doesn't matter if you live in Oklahoma or not. They did the animation of the cold air battling the warm air from this mm. whole week. And it was cool because you would literally just see this tug of war. And mostly yeah. it happened, uh, you know, on the southeast corner of, of the state of Oklahoma. But. You know, Oklahoma City is sitting at 45 degrees while the southeast corner is, what's like 75 or almost 80? And yes. so they had the tug of war and finally the Arctic air moved through. But, you know, in addition to what you guys saw, and I know you've seen this picture flowing around Facebook, somebody took this, the, a snapshot of the state of Missouri and they overlaid the warnings, the radar, and said, oh, look what the state of Missouri decided to show us they could do weather-wise. And literally going from north to south, it was... Blizzard warning, ice warning, winter storm watch, tornadoes, or sorry, thunderstorms, tornado watch, flood watch, and or flood warning, or tornado warning, and all these, like, everything you could possibly pack into a weather system happen, was happening concurrently in the state of Missouri from north yes. to south. And it was, it was absolutely, one, it was a hilarious photo, but two, it was true. And you saw in the span of, what, 250 miles, 300 miles, literally everything you possibly could issue or possibly could experience condition wise was happening in the state of Missouri. And it's just mind blowing to me. It is right. It was, it was an excellent week for weather. Like I'm just saying. And so this is like when people want to talk about why it's hard to predict weather, it's because the same, the winter weather and spring weather can happen at the same time. Yep. It's true. (laughs) It is. It is so true. And you know, we had alluded to it a little bit here about, you know, the snow and me being, you know, kind of pissed off that I didn't get any. And yeah, you know, I'm, I'm pretty mad. I will say this. 
<laughs> you know, when we looked at the models going forward, you know, everything lined up perfectly to have that classic Pacific Northwest snowstorm where you get a bunch of cold air, Arctic air out of British Columbia, uh, comes down over the Pacific Northwest, and then you get what we call BC sliders, which are little areas of low pressure that form off Vancouver Island. They slide right down the Washington coast or right down the Oregon coast. Uh, and, you know, for me, I've always been told it's the overwater trajectory where it comes off, comes off land, picks up a bunch of moisture, and then, you know, slams it inshore. So it's kind of like lake effect snow, but on a much larger scale where you have all this cold air interacts with the relatively warmer Pacific Ocean. Creates a bunch of instability and boom, eat your showers. There's your snowstorm. Well, you know, we were doing Facebook live videos all week and everybody here is hyped up like, oh my gosh, we could be looking at a foot or two feet or depending on where you are, it could be much more. And then lo and behold, Thursday, you know, afternoon kind of started to hint at it and I discounted it because only one model had it. Then by the time we got really into Friday and within 12 hours, the 12Z model runs had advertised the south wind that would basically prevent anybody from in the Willamette Valley from getting any any type of real snow. And again, I was like, you know, my gut says yes that this is going to happen, but my mind says no because I've seen it before where we get this predicted south wind and it never really materializes and we end up with snow. And so that's why I was like, you know what, I still think that we're going to keep the snow forecast. It's going to be perfect. No reason to discount it whatsoever. And lo and behold, all day, snow showers up north. Once the low finally made it past the mouth of the Columbia River, it drew that east wind out. And the entire city of Portland turned white. And all the western and south suburbs remained dry. Or just plain rain wet. And just to watch the struggle happen. And it finally made the turnover on the south side and west side towns at 3 or 4 a.m. But by then all the moisture had gone. And it was just, it was heartbreaking to wake up yesterday morning and not see any snow on the ground. You know, in in my neighborhood. And I was just, I was livid for one because I knew that that model had said it. And I knew that I had discounted it because I've seen it a thousand times before where it doesn't work. And this was the one time it did. And man, it was terrible. I'm telling you, you can't rely on the models. You can't rely on snow. You can't. Snow is so unpredictable. It's flaky. Like, you cannot rely on the snow. Right. That was a flake pun, by yeah. the way. No, it, was, it was good. I caught it. I caught it. <laughs> but it's true, though. Like, snow oh, is yeah. so wishy-washy, and it just takes a little change in temperature, wind, moisture. Right. For it to just completely blow the whole thing. So, so, yeah. And so, you know, I like I said in the start of the podcast, my friend was like, you know, screw the microclimates. Well, when you go back and we look at the model, the low level winds and Bonnie, I'm not talking about several thousand feet, less than a thousand feet. We're looking at a south wind prevented it. Wow. Because the hills around here are between 750 and a thousand feet high. They all have snow on them. And it was cold enough for accumulating snow. Everybody below that that had a south wind remained wet. And so it's just one of those things where, again, you looked at the Portland radar, you look at the different precipitation you know, coefficient, and it says it's snowing. And uh, like, like I've said before, the bottom beam of the Portland radar gets to about 1,100 feet. Mm-hmm. And if it's saying it's snowing at 1,000 feet, hopefully it's snowing all the way down the ground, and clearly that was not the case. So um, 
you know, again, it was the difference of two or three degrees and just a little bit of south wind, and it completely changed the entire dynamic of what could be a snowstorm. And now we're looking at possibly instead of two or three repeating shots of snow, we could be looking at a possible flood this week with, wow. with you know, another giant, what, basically another BC slider event that's not going to make it to the Oregon coast. It's going to cut in and go north of us, keep us in that south wind, and just dump a ton of rain. So, uh, you know, love meteorology, love weather. And we're getting finally our full fill of winter-type weather in the span of, like, two or three weeks. Well, and I can honestly say now I'm, I'm over the cold, like right. it's literally over the cold. So, I, you know, I'm ready. It's going to warm up at the end of this week. It's going to be a slow warm up, but it, we are going to get back into the upper 60s by the end of the week. Random rain chances throughout the week, but nothing real significant right now. But I can honestly say, OK, I've gotten my winter weather fix, my cold weather fix. I'm over it. Well, I'm ready to move on. <laughs> you know, the general pattern for us, and, you know, we are right around probably 35, 36 degrees right now. It's bright blue sunshine. The east wind has finally stopped blowing. So that's nice because it's stopping, you know, the transport of the really cold air from the east side state through. Uh, and now we just kind of wait for these other systems. There's a very slight chance we get, if we're lucky, some snow showers tonight, maybe an inch on the ground, if we're lucky. But at that point now, it looks like all models want to keep us in the south wind pattern. Uh, we're going to go instead of these snow shots, like I said, into cold rain. And that's great. Uh, temperatures will probably be in the 40s. Um, 50s in the southern part of the state, which is really nice. However, i got to make a connecting flight Tuesday in Seattle. And they have just been getting absolutely hammered with snow. So they could end up, by the time I leave Tuesday uh, and then fly back home Saturday, that they're looking at two to three feet actually in the city proper which would wow. be pretty sweet. So, you know, good for Seattle. They went out. Um, those of us down here in Portland, we hate Seattle for the most part. We think that they're, you know, <laughs> this glorious big brother complex that, you know, they're much, so much better than us. And uh, weather-wise today and the last week they have been. So good for them. They got their snow, but. Uh, <laughs> but you're not salty about it we're at not, all. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Sports teams, weather, man, we don't care. So. Mm-hmm. Clearly, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, just walk, just walk around saying the word Howard Schultz and uh, Oklahoma City Thunder in Seattle. I guarantee you'll probably get jumped. <laughs> so, yeah, they're not salty about that either. But oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> they'll be holding on to that forever. Oh, a very very long time. But you know, it's just it's been a fascinating week of just watching the models, you know, learning and trying to figure out really what's happening and the atmosphere. As you've said many times, it does not always cooperate, and it's very interesting. It's very dynamic. It's very frustrating from time to time, but man, it's it's a science, and it's really cool to watch people, you know, legitimately freak out. And you know, I, again, you're gonna a lot of people are gonna blame media hype, and rightfully so. We had an article posted in one of the newspapers here saying this is going to be the ser biggest series of snowstorms in years. And they quoted a, a former meteorologist who is on contract with the city of Portland saying, oh, yeah, you know, we need to be prepared for up to up to two feet of snow. And we're all just looking around like you got to be freaking kidding me. Like there are no model that shows this. There is actually like no like meteorological base for you to make this claim. And yet that's what you just told the city of Portland to be prepared for. And lo and behold, they're going to get out of this with just about five inches. Jeez. 
And so, you know, you, you know, that makes me think of a story. I think this was in Missouri where they had to cut in for severe weather because there was tornado warnings this week, right. you know, and there was a female meteorologist on the news and, you know, covering the weather. And it, it apparently it cut into some important show or special or something on TV. And like people were just tweeting and Facebook oh, yeah. commenting the most awful things to her like commenting on her weight and everything like that. And I'm just like, like, oh, yeah. really? Oh, yeah. Really? It's just so, ugh, it was just terrible. And trying to just, she's trying to do her job, first of all. Second of all, You're right. she's trying to save lives and property. Like, that's the point of the whole thing. And there's tornado warnings happening in the month of February and blizzard warnings at the same time. Like, I think it's probably a good idea that she cut in and let you know what's going on so you don't, exactly. you know die in your house watching whatever special she had just cut in on. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's funny when I interned at the, at the ABC affiliate here in Portland, um, we were in wall to wall storm coverage for a snow event. Mm-hmm. We had made the decision. We had been on the air pretty much all morning from like 4am to noon. And by noon, it finally started to kind of die down. It was still snowing, but it looked like everybody had a pretty good handle on it. Yeah. We decided that we were going to we had to air the golf tournament that was that was happening that was under contract with ABC so we aired it. And I kid you not, we broke in toward the end of the golf tournament and we said, "Listen, we will get you back to the golf tournament. We want to give you a 5-minute update." So we did quick wrap around coverage, anchors, meteorologists, couple reporters back to golf. The phones lit up and people were livid. "Why are you cutting into golf? You know, this is, you know, why we're watching. Nobody cares about the snow, blah 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 blah." And I'm the weather intern. I'm on the desk answering phone calls just as an extra body, and I cannot tell you how vile people were. And this was before really social media even existed, so I can only imagine what they were. But again, it goes to you know a conversation I had back with one of my friends. I know that we, as meteorologists and weather geeks and fans of you know science, we want people to be prepared and we want people to understand what's going on. But Bonnie, nine times out of ten, they don't care. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's it's scary. And I think some areas of the country, and I think, you know, Oklahoma, you know, Texas, Kansas, the Midwest, especially with tornadoes, you guys probably had a propensity to be a little bit more cautious. And you see something like, okay, I understand. But, man, nobody cares about a blizzard warning. Nobody cares about, a, you know, a winter storm warning or a winter storm watch. Because, like, eh, it's snow. Okay, so we're going to sit home. But... It's affecting life and property. Mm-hmm. It's doing exactly what the National Weather Service mission statement is. And so, you know, I get it. And, man, it's just, it's brutal. You want people to be prepared. You want people to pay attention. But unless they care about it, they're just not going to. And, you know, I think going forward, communication-wise, that's going to be the biggest challenge that we face as, you know, consumers of, of weather products, of consumers of media, where people just, aren't aware unless they need to be made aware and it's kind of scary because you're exactly right you could be sitting at home watching you know uh you know let's just say you know gosh i'm gonna throw out a fake event uh bob's dog show okay biggest thing in the world and there's a tornado in your area and you cut in and people are going to complain about that it's like man you can't win in that situation because you're doing your job and trust me, you know, the station manager is not going to care. They're like, listen, we understand it's a big event, but, you know, I'm sorry. Breaking in and going to live weather coverage will beat ratings any day over whatever dog show you're watching. So, you know, 
it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. But hey, good on them for taking the prerogative to you know break into coverage because that is important. If you're going to yeah. save a life, I'd rather save a life that way than seeing that story on the news saying, you know what, eh, we decided not to you know, push the tornado warning or go with coverage because we didn't want to break into coverage. That's just, that's crazy to me. I agree. I and mean, these are the same people that get mad if they don't know something's coming. Exactly. So like you said, damned if you do, damned if you don't. So it's just, <laughs> there's no winning. And so you know what? You got to let people learn the hard way. Exactly. And unfortunately that's sad, but that's just kind of the, the way it is. And, you know, until, until something changes mindset wise, you know, we just have to do a much better job of being able to communicate what we're seeing and what we're experiencing because that's the only way you're eventually going to break through to somebody. So, but man, Bonnie, I know you've had an interesting weather week. I've had an interesting weather week. Um, like I said, I'm hopping on a plane here Tuesday, flying to Nashville. I looked at the forecast early, a chance of uh, thunderstorms, maybe two of the days of the five that I'm there. I'm super excited. Temperatures are going to be around 60. I don't know what that feels like because I've been stuck in this cold for so long. So I'm ready to finally feel something other than Arctic chill. Right. Break out the shorts and flip flops. Right. <laughs> I might have to. I literally might have to. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be excited. I will take photos uh, flying Good. over the, you know, the Midwest and because I love, I do have, like I said, I have the uh, seat on the window. So I'm super excited about that. But, man, it's just going to be a great time to kind of get out uh, and uh, do some networking with some friends. Um, one teaser is apparently I'm going to a Garth Brooks concert now on Wednesday night. So that will be cool. Uh, I do get to have lunch with your boy, Cody Johnson. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. No, you don't. I do. I will send you the I will send you the uh, the event listing. And your boy, Kojo, is on there. He will be performing at the Ryman Auditorium. So the you know, the mother church of country music. So I will get to see that, I think, Thursday afternoon. So, yeah, I, I'm going to try and sneak a picture with him, and uh, I'll send it to you if I can get that done. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell him um, I love him. Just, just I will let do him that. know. I will do that. And I'll, <laughs> and I'll try and take some video of him playing. So, uh, And tell him I'll see him in June at the Chesapeake in Oklahoma City. <laughs> I will do that. I will totally do that. So, Bonnie, great episode of B-Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I'm Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye.